We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Uh, another episode, Ain't No Seats Podcast, and tonight, B-Turn, we're not going to talk football. We got a, we had a bye week. It was good, much needed, um, but we got to talk hoops. People forget. The Hawks won a national title, and the banner's hanging, and all of a sudden we got an exhibition game Thursday. It seems crazy, but the season is here. Um, we got Duke in a few weeks, so it's it's crazy. It went. It feels like yesterday we won the national title, but we got a whole new group, different yeah. look team, still an exciting team, still a top five team. Like, isn't it kind of wild that it feels like a team that? I don't know. With so many question marks, like I don't have crazy expectations, but we're still a top five team. Like that just shows how well Bill Self has this thing rolling. Yeah. And there's never going to be any worries or doubt in my mind with Bill Self at the helm. Like you're always going to have a chance to be the worst seed he's been in the tournament is a four. He's always, he's had a ton of ones, a ton of twos. I, I just, I was tweeting about it. Uh, I think I'm sure you saw that on Twitter the other night. Those guys that weren't too high on our team. Oh, um, yeah. so I was tweeting to, that, to them just about how much KU lost in 2008. You lose every single starter Russ, Mario, B Rush, Shady, Darnell. You lose Sasha, you lose Roderick mm-hmm. Stewart, and then you come back, you go 14 and two in the Big 12 in 2009. I think we started um, Tyshawn and Marcus Morris started. Sharon was obviously the guy. Cole was pretty good, but he was young. He didn't yeah. play much on the title team. That team goes 14-2. and two. I believe they were a three in the tournament. They ended up making the Sweet 16. They kind of choked against Michigan should State. Should have been. Honestly, that team should have gone to a Final Four. If they <laughs> close that Michigan State game out, they go to they, they win that Elite Eight game, and they're going to a Final Four. Like, it's crazy what that team became. Yeah, and so Bill Bill just finds a way. They'll end up competing to win a Big 12 title. They'll be a good seed in the tournament. And Jay Will is obviously a first-team preseason All-Big 12 guy. Um, they got they got a great recruiting class, a bunch of five-stars. Dewan is one of Bill's favorite players of all time. Kevin McCuller is going to be one of his favorites. So I think this team could be really good defensively. They hope Jay Will can be an All-American type guy for this team to be really good. And we just need our bigs probably to – 
develop, yeah. which Bill, I think Bill's one of the best developers of talent in the entire country, if not the best. Yeah, I mean, it. if you compare this team to the 9 team that came off, I would say this team has, it's hard to say, because that team had Sharon Collins, who's one of the all-time greats, um, and it had Cole Aldridge, but we did not know yet that Cole Aldridge was going to be the star. I mean, we hoped that was the expectation, but Cole Aldridge, if you look back, had one of the best, what is it? I can't remember the stats. Somebody will tweet it at me. He had like one of the best statistical or efficient seasons of like the Bill Self era. Like he was just so good. Um, he had both a, ends of the floor. He had a triple double in the first weekend of the tournament that year in 09. Yeah. Blocks, yeah, rebounds, I mean, uh, points. So it's hard for me to say in a weird way, I feel like this team returns more maybe kind of i don't know because that other team was so young i mean you had tyshawn and more marcus and Marquise. think about that starting bench. five yeah but this year you got dewan back you got jalen back jalen to me is kind of like the sharon of this yeah. year's team like he was the guy that played big minutes um he's the guy that is now expected to take over and be the main guy and Dewan in a weird way they're complete opposites but like Dewan has to be the Cole Aldridge I think where Dewan has to kind of take a step this year and no maybe not I don't know I would be interested to hear your thoughts does Dewan need to be like a does he need to take a big step or can he still kind of fall back into that just role that he's been in which is just play good defense be scrappy I don't know I feel like we need Dewan for this team to be good for him to take another step yeah, I think we need him to take a step for sure, scoring wise. And I think I don't know how you feel. I know Bill talked about this. He knocks down open jumpers. People leave him open. He he knocks down his fair amount of jumpers. Um, I just think this team needs to find shooters. I know he's hyped up Grady, saying he could be one of the best shooters KU's had or KU's seen, which is wild to me. We've had some pretty good players, but Dewan, yeah, I think he'll step up as a scorer, and he's always going to do the little things, the way he impacts games and. If we have to defend him on this pod all year, it's going to get really annoying because yeah. after you watch him, what he did to Caleb Love and R.J. Davis in the championship game, and he's just unreal. The thing, the way he can impact a game, the way he guards, the way he facilitates, the way he gets guys open looks. And he's just the ultimate winner. Like He's going to do whatever it takes to win. He's kind of like a quiet assassin. Doesn't say much, just goes about his business, gets things done. But I feel like you'll agree with this. Um, I feel like you've said this before, but – we just always have guys that need to step up, step up yeah. every year. It's crazy. Like I remember KU 2011, we, we choke against VCU. Obviously it sucked. We should have won a natty. We're going into 2012 and there's a lot of question marks. that felt like Relaford hadn't played a ton. T-Rob was still coming off the bench in 2011. Tyshawn obviously started for a couple of years. So Tyshawn was really the only proven guy. You had Jeff who didn't play much against VCU or yeah. that year against VCU. So you had one starter back um, and then they just step up. I remember talking to my dad before that 2012 year. And he's like, man, and there's, there's been many years where KU fans have done this because we lose a lot. We get a lot of new faces. And my dad was like, man, this, I don't know if we'll be that good this year. I feel like we might suck. And then KU makes it to the national title game. Tyshawn talks about 2012 where Bill Self just absolutely coached his ass off. And I think this year could be one of those years because they're going to have to be really good defensively. But I think Bill just finds a way, and there's certain years where he does coach his ass off. He's always going to be an amazing coach, but I think there's years where you have to be – where you do have to coach your ass off. 
it's definitely these years where there are question marks, right? Like 20, 2009, I mean, that dude coached his ass off. Uh, 14 and 2 in the league. Yeah, after losing to what? Who'd we lose? Davidson that year at the Sprint Center. We lost, I mean, just had some bad early season losses, which Syracuse can happen. Yeah, Syracuse. Johnny Flint, they were good, though. That was so annoying. That was a fun game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. KU, that's why KU is what they are is guys just step up. And that's my biggest question is I don't have a doubt of will new guys or will guys like Yesifu or Pettiford or Clements will, I don't have a question of will someone step up, but it's, I'm more curious on who's it going to be. Somebody that did not play big minutes last year will have an awesome season this year. And I don't, I, I think in my opinion, I'd be curious what you say, my choice, if I had to pick, I would hope it's Zach Clements. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is our biggest question mark this season heading into the year. It's what kind of, I think, the chatter was about after that Illinois scrimmage was, man, this team's got talent, but they do not have a five-man right now. That's like the clear-cut five. And so, to me, I want Clements. He, he stepped in and played good minutes at times last year, but I want him to take – He's not going to take a Cole Aldridge type step, but I want him to take a step where he's a truly reliable starter. Like yeah. a guy you can count on to go get 10 and six, seven. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that, I think that for sure is the answer because I think you have four locked in starters right now and you have big question marks at the five. They talk, he's talked about the potential with Zuby and Ernest. Um, he likes their potential, but obviously they probably won't be ready to go day one maybe ready by big 12 play, but Zach obviously has the potential to stretch the floor, knock down threes. I mean, we've seen, we've seen the potential from Zach. He came in last year. Um, I forget who it was against at home. It was a big 12 game at home where he came in and kind of gave us some big minutes in a big, big 12 game. Oklahoma game. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma at home. So yeah, the five, the five spots, the biggest question mark they've talked about cam, which cam could, I'm not sure there's four locked in starters. I feel like if I had to guess, Cam might be the starter on Thursday night against Pitt State. But I don't, because really? I don't know, I don't know who, maybe it's Zach. I've heard that Zach's would be a Bill sh- Self move. Just give it to the older guy, like mm-hmm. oldest guy. Yeah. Because I've heard, I mean, Zach's great. I think his potential, I think his ceiling's pretty high, but I've heard he's kind of struggled at practice a little bit um, just from a physicality standpoint, too. So, I'm not sure if Ernest – obviously, Ernest and Zuby, I don't know if they'll be ready to go. Zach, I think, could give – I mean, I think he could be the X factor, absolutely. The way he can shoot it, the way he can rebound. And I feel like he doesn't make mistakes. We talked about that last year. Like, he doesn't come in and really make mistakes. He doesn't take terrible shots. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Cam could be the starter. He's He obviously played at Missouri Southern for a couple – or for four or five years, whatever he sat and uh, he sat out last year, but was under Bill Self's system for a year. So I don't know. Obviously, I think Grady, Kevin McCuller, Dewan, Jay Will are four of the locked in starters. I don't know who will start at the five, but yeah. our bigs are obviously a, our biggest question mark right now. And if they can figure that out, I think this KU team could be really, really damn good by conference play. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you said, Zach. The offense isn't going to be a question for me. He's going to be a shooter. He's going to be good. But can he bang inside against Big 12 talent? And, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, we played Duke in a few weeks. Can Zach Clements handle that? But the problem is 
Ernest, like to me, Ernest obviously has the most upside of any of our bigs. For sure. Uh, maybe you could argue Zach too, just the way he can shoot it. But when it comes to just pure center, pure Bill Self system, Ernest just fits the mold. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but one day Ernest Uday is going to be a stud under Bill Self. Like the dude catches <laughs> No lobs. question. He's just, you know it. He's one of those guys I can pencil in right now. He's going to be a stud under Bill Self. But I don't think it's going to be right away. So, yeah, I think Zach, um, I would like to see him step up from day one. I don't think – I think you could be right that Cam could start, but I don't I don't think – and this is – there's some people that absolutely love Cam Martin, and I'm not – not saying I don't believe in Cam, but, like, if we're – if it's March and Cam Martin is still starting at the five, I'm probably not, like – I don't think we're a one seed if that's our lineup come March. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a stud, but it's that's a big jump. I don't care if you sat out a year. It's a big jump to go from that level to this level. That's why we need one of Ernest. I don't I couldn't I don't sit there at the practices and watch the bigs. Maybe Zuby is gonna surprise. Obviously, Ernest is the higher ranked guy. He was a McDonald's guy, five star. So yeah. Ernest, if Ernest or Zach could step up and be a solid big, like just come in, give good minutes, rebound. That's why I think Ernest could be awesome energy wise. Mm -hmm. And Bill loves him just like personality wise and energy. And obviously you were talking about the lobs and stuff. So I think he could potentially be a rim protector and be a guy that can finish around the rim, uh, dunk on guys, catch lobs and things like that, and just get the team going from an energy standpoint. But yeah, I don't, I'm just personally saying if I had to pick a starter for Thursday night and I'm not saying all year, I would, I, I randomly think it's going to be cam. Maybe I'm, wrong. I don't hate that pick. You want to know what I think I could see bill self doing. And I wish AB was here. Cause AB five made guards. this prediction. No, it'll be KJ Adams. <laughs> we haven't even talked so, about yeah, him. five guards. Like we haven't even I talked about bill KJ just being like, you know what KJ? I like that. You try hard. You're good at defense. You're starting at the five. And I can see this being something where it's like week three, of the season and we're like why is kj still starting at the five like what is going on remember when remember that season where dave and udoka were both starting together for like multiple weeks and twitter was just <laughs> imploding oh my Our god spacing was disgusting but like Unreal. that's what bill self does early like he's not we obsess over the lineups and he just does not care i mean hunter mickelson started the triple overtime game against oklahoma like <laughs> lineups early oh are not gonna matter um so we'll see i can no, see cam i can see kj yeah it, it, we didn't even talk about kj why not kj i think he could be awesome defensively i think he can bang down low he gives you i mean he's incredible defensively you saw him at the end of the first half in the miami elite eight game against cam mcgussie who was killing us that yeah. defensive stop he had at the end of the half i love kj obviously from an energy standpoint too he plays super hard and he just wants it. There was rumors about him leaving in the offseason, and I don't know if those were real or not, but he obviously stayed, and I would love to see KJ get a ton of minutes, and that kind of leads me into our bench. I think our bench could be super solid. A lot of guys could step up. Bobby Pettiford's dealt with a ton of injuries, been kind of unlucky. Last year I think he would have been in the rotation good amount because Bill was obsessed with him on a national championship squad. Joe didn't yeah. play a ton. So I think Joe and Bobby I think could give us awesome minutes – Dewan's not going to leave the. F that's the thing with those two. 
Dewan and Kevin yeah. McCuller. How do those two leave the floor this year with Bill Self? Bill and Self Jaylen. is going to be. When does Jalen yeah. leave the floor? Yeah, well, those <laughs> those three obviously. Um, Grady probably will. We haven't even talked about MJ Rice yet. Like yeah. our bench could be loaded. This could be. We always talk about. I mean, there's always random fans that say nine or ten guys could play. Obviously, Bill gets his rotation down to a certain amount, seven or eight. Um, so there's going to be some talent left out. I mean, think about the bigs we already talked about. That's that's five bigs we just talked about. Zach, Zuby, Ernest, Cam, KJ. And then you got yeah. Grady, who's going to start. MJ, probably behind him. And then you got three guys that we just talked about that won't come off the floor with J. Will, Dewan, and Kevin McCuller. Yeah, so. so We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So you brought up how we always say, oh, we're so deep, we're so deep. But let's just let's just cut to the chase. In four or five months, we are not playing nine, ten guys. So realistically, we're playing the five, let's call it this. Let's say it's it's Dewan. It's Jalen, it's Kevin, it's Grady, and it's, let's just call it Zach. So there's our five. Then to me, I think you've got, like, this is where I kind of feel bad, is I think it then becomes a battle of Bobby and Joe for a sixth spot. One of those guys to me is going to get left out, which sucks, because they're both really talented and can be good. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe he does, but I don't know. I just, to me, one of them potentially gets left out, because then MJ Rice, I think, is he's too talented to just leave off the floor. I think he's mm-hmm. your seven guy. So then you're battling between is KJ not? I think KJ is getting getting minutes. And then Ernest. There's 
there's eight and nine right there. Like it just, you run out so fast. And to me, Ernest has to get a little bit of minutes. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I would hope he does just for development wise. But it, it really is wild to think that come yeah. February, March, guys like Cam, Zuby, maybe Joe. I don't know. I hope Yesifu steps up. I just, I don't know who's getting the minutes because, like you said, DeWan's not coming off the floor. Jalen's playing 35 plus. Kevin McCall is playing 35 plus. So, like, which guards, and maybe MJ Rice doesn't get, maybe Joe gets more minutes than MJ Rice, and maybe Pettiford gets more minutes than MJ Rice. I have no idea. It's just going to be crazy to see because there are a lot of bodies and there's a lot. I think there's a lot of opportunity. That's a good thing. I think those guys all have a chance to prove themselves, but I don't think they can all get minutes, which sucks. And it's shocking that more of them, like you didn't see any transfers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's kind of wild thinking about our roster right now. And I think it's hard to get to eight. It really is. And personally, to start the year, I really think we will struggle to score. I don't see, I don't see, I don't think that's a crazy take at all. I think obviously Dewan, <clears throat> Dewan's amazing. We love him. He's not the most skilled scorer in the country. Jay Will's going to be probably 15 points plus a night, I personally think. And then McCuller, Dewan, like that. So basically, what I'm getting to is I think we're going to have to be really good defensively to start the year. And Bill's yeah. going to have a hard time yanking any of those guys. So yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a bunch of talent left out, and as shitty as this sounds, there's probably gonna be one or two guys that wishes <laughs> wishes they might have transferred in the offseason. Yeah, it's just which like sounds I terrible, do. but I mean, I'm specifically thinking of a guy like because I'm thinking like Bobby. Bobby's like Bobby's a yeah. point guard, great point guard. He's a backup point guard, but is Dewan gonna be taken out? Like, is Bobby gonna come in and play the two next to Dewan yeah, for a little no. bit? And that's what's tough. You. I don't know. It, it sucks because both those guys are too good to just sit all year. And I don't think both of them will sit all year, but unfortunately I just think early on, we'll see a lot of them. They'll get their opportunities, but man, just knowing Bill self, who is getting that, who's getting the big minutes between those two, because them all three playing is going to be tough when Dewan's playing. Dewan is going to play 39 minutes a game. He just is. You can't take him out of the game. <laughs> no, he's because he can... won't. I mean, Bill, I'm sure Bill would tell you he's the best defender in the country. He's not going to pick another guy in the entire country that's better than Dewan. I mean, Dewan's probably as good as anyone he's had, and he's had a ton yeah. of good defenders, and he's a great um, defensive coach. But, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I have – I just wrote down our – I got 12 guys here who could play at a bunch of schools in the country. Dewan, Bobby, Grady, Joe Yesifu, Kevin McCuller, MJ Rice, Jalen, KJ, Zach, Cam, Ernest, and Zuby. Didn't even include Kyle Cuff, who, like, yeah. that's a guy I'm a little shocked came back because he's an athlete, and I think he has a potential future in this program, but it's not this year, unfortunately, which I feel bad for him because he's a stud. I know, and it's – oh, man. I was at that so, – I was at the Bill Self that Top Golf event that you weren't mm -hmm. able to make it to, but he – he made another joke about getting on Kyle Cuff's ass at practice, saying that they get yeah. on him all the time. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, dude, our point guard's going to play 40 minutes and then Bobby's ahead of you. Yeah. Now, and so I don't want this pod to come off as us saying none of these guys are going to play because I do think early on in the year, I think in the Duke game, I think maybe 10 to 12, I think 10 or 10 of those 12 guys you just named will probably, maybe 12 of those guys will play. I don't know. Like, I do think Bill's just going to. 
Bill's just going to throw them out there and see what happens. But we just know. We see this every year. Uh-huh. Come conference play, it's going to be eight guys max, I think. What was – it might have been the first year we did this pod, maybe Grimes' freshman year, where I, I remember this exact combo between me, you, and AB before the year talking about maybe – I don't. it had to have been that year because I think we were loaded. We thought we could do like a platoon. Well, yeah, a Kentucky thing. So <laughs> yeah. we talked about that, and then I think you were the one that brought us back to reality and we're like, guys, Bill Self – has his rotation it's going to be seven or eight and it's always seven or eight so i don't know it's tough there's 12 there's 12 guys that could play like i mean because think about that team charlie moore and kj lawson didn't get minutes hardly at all and we thought those guys would play a ton yeah and so yeah i'm sitting here thinking about mj rice obviously it's a five-star top 20 guy mcdonald's guy you can't really I mean, obviously, if he's struggling at the beginning of the year, he probably won't play. Eventually, he'll probably get it and play. But these college coaches need to play these five-star guys to get recruits. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get a five-star top 20 guy and he comes here and shits the bed. I mean, we've had some, but you need those guys to play because that helps your program out. McDonald's guys, five-stars, you see them succeeding as a freshman, you're going to get more recruits. So, Grady, they're obsessed. That's another guy, Grady. Dude, the staff, like, I can't even describe it. The staff is obsessed with him. Every yeah, single every a- single person on the staff or that has to do with the program on the bench, Coach Q, Bouchard, Brady, everyone on the staff is just obsessed with Grady because he does everything right. He can shoot it. He's never going to kill you. He's just a stud. And so that's another guy that might not leave the floor. Yeah. I'm if trying to get a list here uh i mean grady dick was the gatorade high school player of the year like if you think about other guys that have done that that's like lebron that's like dwight howard like these are now i'm not saying grady dick's gonna be those guys but like that's how good this dude was like that's how highly thought of he is and it, it kind of blows my mind because that's not the vibe I got early on when we were recruiting Grady Dick. I was like, yeah, this guy will be a three-year guy. And now I'm like, no, this guy's probably going to leave after one year and potentially be a lottery pick. Like, that's is what that think- what you've heard from the staff and stuff? Yeah, like first rounder. Yeah. One and done. Crazy. And I think yeah. that has to be their hope too. Obviously, he's getting a ton of hype. Another McDonald's top 20 five-star guy. Like you want those freshmen to be one and done to get more guys. So I think we have a solid four besides the starting five, which we've been talking about, which has to be the biggest question mark. And then that's not even a debate. That is by far the biggest question mark right now. But those four we have right now, I'm super excited about. I think Kevin McCullers being super underestimated. He's never been a big time scorer, but he's also never had to be. I mean, Mm -hmm. Texas Tech style, they obviously play slow. They defend and he can defend as good as anyone, I think. Man, I think we could be yeah. good defensively. And that's why I think I, I think Ernest, I'm saying Zach for sure the X Factor, but I think Ernest potentially could be because if I think I think if Ernest becomes this really good rim protector, that this defense, like if he comes along, buys into Bill's system, starts getting it in a couple months, and he just starts taking off, I think this team is gonna be so damn good. And I think they could be so good defensively because you got Dewan who's as good as anyone defensively, McCuller, who's as good as anyone. Grady, who I don't know how good he is defensively, I cannot tell you, but I think he's obviously a prideful Kansas kid that is going to play as hard as he can. He's wanted to come to KU for years now. Jay Will knows the system. 
just won a national title. So we got Dewan and Jay Will with that championship pedigree. And I think, um, obviously Kevin McCuller, I think we could be, be, yeah. That dude was meant to play for Bill Self. Yeah. So I think those four that we already said are locked into the starting lineup. I feel super confident about big 12 is going to be solid. Baylor's going to be good. TCU is going to be really good. Forgot about big old (laughs) Eddie Lampkin. I was, I was at the casino Saturday gambling on sports and I was talking to these dudes um, about college, (laughs) college basketball. And some dude goes, man, what was that? that big moose's name for TCU. <laughs> and I, I couldn't even think of it, but I looked it up and yeah, Eddie Lampkin, they got screwed against Dude, the Arizona in the tournament. Had so much fun with Eddie Lampkin. I loved that game. Yeah. But yeah. TCU, they, Mike Miles, they should have made the sweet 16. Mike Miles is a stud. So yeah. So the conference will be tough. I want to ask you this before we talk like schedule and stuff like that. If you could pick one big man and one guard, and you can't pick Dewan, Jalen, or Kevin, and really all eliminate Grady Dick too, because I think he's a pretty he's just gonna be a guy. Like I would be shocked if Grady Dick's not playing. There's so many heads going so many names. If you could pick one guard and one big man to have (laughs) big years, meaning there are sixth and seventh man, who do you want it to be? like steps up and they are officially like playing big time minutes come March madness. Hmm. Would you go first or do I need to go first? I can go first. I think God, it's tough. It is so tough. I think um, bigs on between Zach and Ernest. Me too. I think, I think cam, I think cam could be really solid, but like you said, I don't see him being like a, a game changer, you know, like a, yeah star i think he would be super I see him solid like, I, pl- I see him playing minutes. like a mitch role a mitch role potentially is what i think Cam be, Martin could realistically I think do mitch didn't get enough credit last year i thought mitch yeah. was i thought he was as solid as he could be i just want cam martin to if he's not if he doesn't have some breakout year who knows we could be totally wrong about cam martin but if cam martin is in the program i want him to just be a guy you know can come off the bench in an ugly game and just give you good minutes and not make big mistakes and just know the system. Um, but back to my original question. I think my answer's I don't Ernest. know for guard. I think it's Ernest. And then for guard, see, part of me wants to say MJ Rice because I think he has so much potential. But I think Joe Yesifu, the way he scored late in his career at Drake, those that final half of the season – like, I think that is a weapon that we could desperately use this year is a guy that comes off the bench and can yeah. score. And so, like, I love Bobby Pettiford, too. Like, Bobby Pettiford seems like he was built to play point guard for Bill Self. I'm just – I don't know if it's if it's going to be there this year. So, it's mm-hmm. like I have kind of found myself – and I don't know if Joe will make that step. But, like, to me, what would leave me the most excited is if Joe Yesifu is just a guy that gets buckets off the bench all year. That's kind of what I think this team's going to need and I would love to see that happen. I think you're def I think you're spot on with the guard spot because Joe can come in and give you 20 or 30 randomly one night. I wouldn't yeah. say I wouldn't say 30 yeah. at KU, but he can he can definitely come in and give you a 20 ball, come in yeah. hit four or five threes, um, get to the lane, finish around the rim. He can he can fill it up when he wants. I think Bobby would just come in and be a super solid point guard, get guys uh, yeah. involved facilitate things like that so i don't think the ceiling's there for um bobby just for this year eventually maybe 
But Joe yeah. can give you a ton off the bench as a sixth or seventh man with a little spark come in, instant offense. Um, I want to say Ernest because I think he has the highest ceiling of the bigs, but I think Zach, just the way he can shoot it and stretch the floor. And we've talked about this team needing shooters. We could struggle to start the year shooting it and scoring. So I think a four or a five man, I guess, that can stretch the floor and rebound would be huge for us. So I think I'd go Zach and Joe. MJ, yeah. I, I feel like I can't pick him. I feel like we are going I, – I think we could potentially look back on this pod and be like, remember how we we hardly even talked about MJ Rice, who but, McDonald's All-American, guy that plays so hard, plays good defense, athletic. I'm just score. feeling that like that's not a – it's not a crazy enough pick is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Picking MJ. I hope, yeah, because I, I think really MJ is going to be solid. Bill keeps comparing him to Wayne Selden. I think he's compared him to him 10 times this offseason. So yeah. I don't – that. At first, I was hearing he had been great at practice, but I don't think that was right because they said he was kind of coming along along slowly, but he's getting there. So I think he's going to be a guy. If you think about Wayne Selden, yeah. he took a while. So maybe MJ could be a guy that's around two years. I guess Wayne yeah. was here for three, and he was damn good his junior year. People forget. Yeah. But, yeah, MJ, I kind of was thinking when, we, when MJ committed that he might be the one-and-done guy instead of Grady, and now I'm all in yeah. on Grady. Yeah, I just want to put a disclaimer with this pod. Like, everything we say in this pod could look so stupid in literally a month. Like, that's what's so hard about predicting these teams is because guys just – we've said it, like, Relaford, Withy, those guys those guys just stepped up. But you never know who's it, who it's going to be. But somebody Man. will. It's just hard to pick who it'll be. But thinking about – just thinking about that 2009 team again, just the starting lineup. Brady was, Morningstar played was, tons of minutes. It was the starting lineup was Sharon, uh, Tyshawn, Brady, Marcus Morris, and Cole Aldridge. It's wild. Two freshmen. And two. Brady Morningstar was wearing sleeves down to his wrists, um, <laughs> wearing the t shirt under the jersey. And then, I mean, that's the thing with Sharon, too. He was obviously damn good. Um, freshman and sophomore year, as solid as you could get off the bench for the national championship team, you kind of knew what you were getting, but you didn't fully know what you were getting with Sharon mm -hmm. that junior year. I feel like, like you knew, you knew he was going to have to go off for this team, but you didn't know if he would, and he did. Cole was barely played that his freshman year. He played against Hansborough in the Final Four, but all those guys just ended up stepping up, and they go fourteen and two in the Big Twelve, and I think OU was they had Blake Griffin and Willie Warren that year, so yeah. I'm sure the Big Twelve was super solid. We lost early in the Big Twelve tournament, but Bill just finds a way, and these guys buy in. That's the that's the thing you hear the most about Bill. He gets people to buy in, gets people to do certain things, gets the people going. I don't, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I want to. I don't want us to not talk about Jalen. Because, like, Jalen is in that in. spot where we've seen guys like T-Rob. We've seen Sharon, as you mentioned, Devontae. Like, he's the guy that came back from a really stacked team that is going from kind of the third, fourth best player to now he has to be the best player. And that's a big – I mean, most of the guys we've seen under Bill Self, they take that and they handle it perfectly fine. Like they, they take on that role and they thrive. You said earlier, you think Jalen scores 15 a game. I think that's absolutely possible. Like how, Over. how confident are you that Jalen Wilson will truly have one of those special seasons? Like we saw Devonte T Rob 
Ochai, guys that made that decision to come back, how confident are you? I mean, I said 15. I would take the over on that. I think he's going to be around 17, 18 a night. I think he's – I feel insanely confident about Jay Will this year. He put in a ton of work last summer. He's he, I mean, you've read it, the articles that came out. He was putting a ton of pressure on himself after he got in trouble last year before the year. He struggled to start the year. His numbers don't look amazing from last year, but we even talked about it to end the year. He could have been a second-team, third-team, all-Big 12 guy, but he was very. it good. felt like he got – shafted based off his non-con performance yep. but big 12 play i t- i forget what the numbers were exactly i tweeted it to those guys saying that he stunk i think he averaged 13 and 8 is what i yeah. i'm pretty sure so yeah close to a double double in big 12 play and he started big 12 playoff slow he's been putting in a ton of work this summer this is going to sound stupid but he looked really freaking smooth at the late night scrimmage i don't care yeah. it just looked different he looks, in. he looks, this is this. my first takeaway from late night scrimmage was he looks way more um, agile and in shape and conditioned. And like I remember a, watching exactly the like Ochai. I remember watching the combine thinking it would only been like two months. And I was like, whoa, Jalen just looks like he's got a little more of a pep in his step. That's what it is. And, and so I, I agree. I think Jalen. We said it. Scoring could be a big question mark this year, so he's got to do it. And here's what Jalen's going to do this year that he has not done as well as we thought he would when he came into KU, and that's make threes. And I think he's going to have a really good shooting year. We've seen it with guys. You hit that senior year, and you just make shot. Like Frank. Frank was a 50% three-point shooter his senior year. Ochai shot lights out. Um, I just think Jalen's going to have 40%. one of those years where, I mean, that's what Jalen was known for when he committed to KU is like being a shooter. And it really hasn't, and it's been a pleasant surprise to see him be like this grinder, go in and get rebounds, get offensive putbacks, slasher type player. But I think he's going to add a whole new thing to his game this year where he's hitting shots and you're not going to be able to give him space. He'll pull up and hit it in your face. So like, I don't know. I'm excited for that aspect of Jalen's game to step up this year because I think he's had it. I just, for whatever reason, he's never gotten enough in a flow for it to be consistent. But the, you just can tell, and like you said, at late night, his jumper just looked smooth. That, and he looks so conditioned just like Ochai, dude. It's crazy. I can just tell. Yeah. 26% from three last year, which I cannot believe. I'm sure. I wonder what it was yeah. in Big 12 play. Because I thought, yeah. and I just looked, he was 33 that sophomore year whatever year he is now he's been here he had that year where he was hurt but sophomore year it felt like he shot it better than that maybe that was the start of the year because i remember me tweeting about him gonna go pro after that year i thought he looked that good at one point um but yeah i think he's gonna have an awesome year he had i just looked he had seven double doubles last year how many how many double doubles would you guess or what would you set the over under how many would you guess he has this year because we might struggle to rebound from the big spot, from the big He's gonna have five to spots. So, dude, Him he could McCuller. have – he really could. He's not going to be as good as T-Rob, but he could do have a T-Rob year numbers-wise or maybe maybe like a – maybe a Dedrick Lawson type year. I think yeah. T-Rob was nearly uh, national player of the year, so that's tough to say. But maybe like a Dedrick or your 18 and 10 or whatever Dedrick. I mean, if we play 35 games – I would definitely 40? think Jalen Jalen gets uh, more than fifteen double doubles. Like, is that crazy? I don't know. This is very no. off the cuff. 
I don't think, think so. He could easily get 15 plus double doubles, but also averaging yeah, 13. He's going to have to rebound. Also averaging 13 and 8 last year in Big 12 play. When you can make a case, I mean, this might be the case. He was the fourth option. You got Ochai CB, first round picks, all yeah, Big Dave. 12 type guys. Dave, who they go into all the time, especially in clutch situations. And uh, J. Will wasn't even the. I mean, he was struggling before Big 12 play, so you could easily make the case he was the fourth. I think he was the fourth option. Best case, he was the third. And he still averaged yeah. 13 and eight on that team. So it's not even crazy to think he's going to average 15. It, it might be, we might be too low there. Yeah. If he averaged 13 I, and eight against a really good conference as the fourth option, what's the ceiling for him this year? He could average 18, 20. My prediction is like, just me being trying to be realistic and not get crazy to protect <laughs> myself. I'll say 16 and nine, but that's with me assuming nice. I think Kevin McCuller is, I think he's going to put up some points too. Like, I think he's going to be a little better at scoring than maybe we are giving he, him credit for. I think he might score a couple buckets this year. He will. And he's going to guard the ball. He's going to guard. Dude. Him and Dewan can guard anyone. And I think those two, those got to be two of the top 10 defenders in the country. Maybe I'm biased there. There's obviously a ton of bas- college basketball teams. They're up there, though. So I think yeah. if the rest of the guys buy in, Jay Will's probably going to have to put a ton of energy into um, scoring it on the offensive side. So he might not be as good defensively, but I think Grady could be there. I think we have a ton of bigs. Like we got KJ, Zach, Cam, Ernest, Zuby for the bigs. I guess you can count KJ. I don't even know what position he is anymore. <laughs> yeah. But one of those guys could play the five and be really good defensively, um, rebound, protect the rim. So I think this team could be super good defensively. I think Jay Will's going to score it at will. He's going to have to is my thing. That's why I think he's going to average like 18 a night because yeah. he's going to have to score. Yeah. There's going to be nights there. There's undoubtedly going to be nights we're scoring 50 or 60 points. I mean, I don't think that's yeah. even crazy to sit. There's just going to be off nights with this team shooting it. Grady as a true freshman, he'll have big nights, but he's also going to struggle maybe on the road in the Big 12 and things like that. So I think Jay Will can fill it up this year. Dewan's going to take that step offensively, scoring it. McCuller has been waiting to show out offensively. He's going to guard, and I think we're going to be I, we're going to win the Big 12 or take second, get a two seed. We're just yeah. spoiled. It's insane. I think early in the year we're going to see some ugly games. Like I think back to that that 2020 game again or 2019 2020 game against Duke where we had like I don't even remember how many turnovers, a ton, but it was just ugly, it was gross. Um I think we could see that early with this team, but I think this team's going to be in every game. Like I don't think we're going to be getting blown out because I think we're going to play good enough defense to stick around against like, I don't know how good Duke Duke's going to be really young. So it's hard to say, but who knows? I think that game's going to be gross, ugly. I have no idea who will win, but I don't think you can confidently say Duke or KU is the clear favorite. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it'll be less than four points. So, but I think we're just going to have to be ready to deal with some gross basketball and trust that this offense will figure it out. Grady Dick will get more confident Somebody will step up. Zach will get better. Like, but there's going to be some growing pains, like we saw with 09, like we saw with 2012, and we're just going to have to deal with it and be. And you know, winning a national title makes it a little easier. 
you, yeah. I'll give this team a little more breathing room. Yeah, and uh, you just kind of got to sit back and realize that you have the best coach in college basketball. Yes. Undisputed. So I don't debate it. That's why, obviously, I'm excited for the season, but I just I feel spoiled because I know what we're about to get. Yeah, we're gonna compete for a conference tie. It sounds so cocky, but I feel like I'm I'm grown now. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I I just understand. I guess like what we got, Bill Self. We're gonna compete for a Big Twelve title. We're gonna have a good seed in the tournament. We're gonna have a chance to make the second weekend, play for a Final Four. I just. Yep. Let me lay out real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Here's how the season's going to go. This is the script you need every year for a KU season. We're going to look – we're going to struggle a little bit. We're going to look ugly early. Um, <laughs> Twitter is going to be furious at whoever starts at the five, um, whether that be Zach or Ernest. Everyone's going to be mad. They're going to be saying, we should have had Dave come back, which is funny because we all hated Dave last year. Dave was that char- playing that character. Um, then about mid-season in conference play, people are going to get frustrated if we struggle a little bit because Dewan's not good enough, and Dewan should have taken a bigger step. And should have you know, transferred. He, he, he's 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 a junior now. He needs to be better. And then he'll never be friendly to Devonte. Yeah, question marks about Jalen. Jalen wasn't ready to be the man of this team. And then come February, March. Flip will switch. Bill Self so good. Flip, and the team will all come together, and we'll be rolling into March as a one or a two seed, having won or taken second in the Big Twelve, and everything will be okay. That's just what happens. That's a that's the script for a KU basketball season. I don't yep. know if there's going to be any Remy Martin type scripts built in. Last year was a little different, but <laughs> it's just that's how it is, and it's kind of yeah. nice that we have it on autopilot. Exactly. And think about the things people said about Bill Self after we lost to TCU, just about the rotation and the guys that were playing and that they were soft. And now our fans are all in on him being the best coach in college basketball and everyone should be. And we're going to be spoiled forever as long as he's here. 2008, you lose every starter. You win the Big 12, lose like five games, almost make the Final Four again. So you're always going to be in a good spot. They've always said we don't rebuild, we reload. And that's, yeah. I mean, it really is true. If you listen to this podcast, you would think we're talking about a team that's starting fifth in the Big 12 and is returning nobody. This is a top five team. Like, it's crazy <laughs> we're talking about. You lose two team. first rounders. You <laughs> lose three starters. You lose your yeah. first three options on offense. Scoring yeah. options. And we're still a top five team, which who knows? I don't, I don't think we're necessarily a top five team right now, but I'm confident we will be potentially by March, so. It just that's how it goes. Things will be things will be good. It's going to be a really fun year because we get to sit back knowing we won the title. We can relax about Bill getting number two, and we can just genuinely enjoy watching this team come together. That's going to be my goal. Don't yeah. let some stupid performance early in the year get me fired up. I'm just going to sit back, enjoy. Bill got his second title. That's all I've wanted. Mm-hmm. And now let's just watch guys like Grady Dick, MJ Rice, Ernest. Let's watch them develop. develop. Yeah. And obviously you want to win every game. You never want to lose, especially KU fans. We lose four or five times a year and it's an all time meltdown. There's (laughs) no reason to melt down over regular season games anymore, especially after at TCU last year. And then they run the table and went out. They're going to lose games. You can't run the table and go 40 and oh, like you're going to lose some games. Don't melt down. Like you said, let these freshmen develop. Stop 
taking your anger out on Dewan Harris, one of the most <laughs> valuable players on the team. Even though he doesn't score, you guys are just spoiled with point guards. You've went from Sharon to Tyshawn to Frank to Devontae to Devon Dotson. So you're just spoiled with scoring point guards. Yeah. We're just spoiled in general. Sit back and enjoy the ride. You got the best coach in the country. That was perfect. That was beautiful. Well said. So I think I'm good Let's wrapping go it up this there. Weekend. <laughs> yeah. Let's go get a win. Um, we may, A, B, and B turn may try and hop on to a quick Oklahoma State preview if time allows later in the week. I don't know. We'll see. If not, Hawks need one win to go bowling. And uh, that's it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Rock Chalk. Thank you.